Aloha, everyone, and welcome to the Hawaii Shoots podcast called How Do You Shoot That? The show that talks about everything filmmaking and photography here in Hawaii. Today, I am with my awesome co-host, Jen. Hello. And today we have a super special guest, my good friend, Doc Rock. Uh, very special. My mom used to say that. <laughs> <laughs> and if you can't tell... We are in a, also a very special recording studio, Doc Rock's studio called Etched Aloha here in Kaka'ako. Yeah, I, I didn't make up a good name for it, but I guess I should come up with a name for uh, Studio B because of my last name. <laughs> I oh. don't know. I don't know. I'll come up with some fancy names. See, Brad, you made me think of stuff I didn't think about. You know, this is a show that does all kinds of stuff you don't expect. <laughs> So that's where we're at. So the hardest part about this is in my head, I was just about to ask you a question. And I'm like, wait, I'm the interviewee this time. So it's a little weird being on the wrong side of this podcast. (laughs) But that's the right side, too. You know, it's it's a trialogue. Is that a word? Yes. If if you can have a monologue or a dialogue, I'm going to assume trialogue is a thing. So, so there you go. It's Trilog tonight, our very second episode featuring a guest. And Doc Rock is no stranger to our topic tonight, which is YouTube. Uh, we're taking a break from tech for a little bit and talking about content. And I think that is the question on everyone's mind. How do I start making videos? And, and as far as back as I can remember, Doc has been encouraging me just to go out there and make videos. Yeah. And, and I think just the fundamental practice of making something, starting something, is something that Doc does extremely well. So, Doc, tell us about how you got started with video and YouTube and, you know, your own podcast and, and YouTube shows and all of that stuff. Give us give us a backstory. Okay, so I would say podcasting comes first um, due to the nature of the fact it predates YouTube by about two years. Um my original concept of, you know, wanting to do a podcast is I always felt, you know, in my uh, working with computers and teaching computer stuff that many people had them but weren't using them to the best of their ability. And I guess at the time, and it's still hear it a lot today, but at the time, the common excuse was, well, I'm not a computer guy. And I go, neither am I. And they go, no, no, you're like a computer guy. I go, I wasn't born with a keyboard in my tuchus, so I'm not a computer guy. Like, I just made an executive decision to learn how to use, you know, programs that would take my workload and make it shorter. You know, so it started from that and wanting to teach people simple things like on a Mac where you go to highlight the text And then I would watch people highlight text and then hit, you know, delete like 87 times. I'm like, it's already highlighted. Just start typing. They're like, what? I'm like, yeah, just start typing. I'm like, oh, it erases automatically. And and to me, it's like facepalm. But I realized to a lot of people that wasn't it, you know. So part of it, my original started out with just teaching computer stuff. Um, And I remember, gosh, what is it, four or five years ago, uh, you just posted a video out of your window of like the tsunami that was supposed to be coming in. <laughs> yeah. And they got yeah. like a truckload of views. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. And you know what's funny about that video is we had planned this epic Halloween party at the club. 
right? Um, I DJ and I, I work at a couple of different nightclubs here in Hawaii. And we had planned this really epic party and we had everything all ready to go. And then they're like, oh yeah, we're going to close all the streets, all the highways, all the parties. Hullabaloo got canceled. And part of it is I was mad because I'm in my costume ready to roll and it's not even raining outside. But the city kind of uh, missile alerted us and shut down everything over tsunami and it barely drizzled that night. So the the video out my window was the mockery of the traffic of everybody trying to hurry up and go home, but like nothing was happening. <laughs> and, and I can see the ocean and the traffic. So I was like, all these people are getting scared running home and we don't even have enough wave to surf a popsicle stick. <laughs> I was super irked that night. So it started from that, you know. Um, I had been on YouTube at that time, approximately about three years. And majority of my YouTube videos at that time were uh, tutorials and product reviews. Like, you know, I got this Zoom H4 that we're sitting over here using as a backup recorder. Had it since way back then. <laughs> and, uh, you know, wanted to show people, like, here's a cool piece of kit. You know, maybe you should check it out. Or just, at the time, you couldn't trust Amazon reviews yet. Amazon wasn't all the way Amazon yet. Mm. So when you were looking to buy something, you kind of needed to ask a friend. And since I didn't have any friends, I just made up some through money YouTube. <laughs> Aw, Doc, you're our friend. I'm joking. I got <laughs> friends. Uh, so, Jen, correct me if I'm wrong, but everybody in social media land, uh, clients, marketers, all want the the phrase I hear about all the time is, "I want to start a YouTube channel." Like that's that's a thing, right? Well, that, and I want this video to go viral. Which I mean, you know, we're not in 2002 anymore, but. Yeah, everybody wants to have a YouTube channel and they want to have all this content and a lot of people don't know how to either get started and a lot of people are like me in the sense that they might be in marketing, but they're not a videographer such as Brad. Okay, so two things I can say to that. And there's no better way to describe this, so just take it in context, don't take it personal. I tell people, you don't want to go viral. Viruses are curable. You want to go cancer. I know people don't like that analogy, but it's the best one I got. You want a terminally ill video, right? Because viral is like Charlie bit my finger. We forgot about Charlie bit my finger until I just brought it up, right? So that's kind of gone. But a good, high-quality, evergreen video stands the test of time. You can watch it again and again and again. I created a video about how to change a hard drive in a MacBook in 2012, I still get an average of about a thousand views a day on that video because people have old 2012 MacBook and they're trying to figure out how to make it work, especially with so many people hating on the new style, mm -hmm. you know, with the touch bar and whatnot, right? Mm -hmm. So if you have a 2012 on this last leg and you're trying to figure out, let me get like another year out of it, hopefully they'll get rid of the 2017 MacBook Pro, like how can I make it work? They stumble upon my video. I still get lots of emails every day with questions and, you know, I want to put in two drives. Can I sub the optical drive for another drive? So that kind of content's a little bit better. Um, the, the concept of going viral in a forced way is why we have so many rubbish videos on YouTube. You know, just make good content. Put your heart and soul into it. Um, it doesn't have to be perfect. It has to be real. So even if somebody's not like a filmmaker, I mean, 
from. I'm not a filmmaker. But I think I, th- I think part of it's the storytelling, right? Like you can tell someone that's a better storyteller than others. I mean, like Brad told me, go out and shoot breakfast. And I have so much video footage of me dropping eggs because I'm trying to hold my camera. And I'm like, I don't I even want to make that. I want to see that <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> I'm like nervous. I was like, oh my gosh, this is ridiculous. I almost dropped my camera in the oven and it was just all kinds of crazy. I think, I think where, where Brad does really, really well is simplify what people assume is a complicated process. And what's interesting, people eat breakfast all the time. Many people skip. Stop skipping breakfast. It's really bad for you. You should eat breakfast at all times. Truth. Um, but just telling someone, hey, go out and shoot breakfast, they're like, oh, I got to think about this. Like, I remember in school where Ms. Fer- Ms. Uh, Kirkpatrick told us to write an essay about putting on pants. And I'm looking at her like, this woman smoked way too much weed. <laughs> but when we sat down to do it, I was like, wait a minute, this is actually harder than you think. And it requires you to put some thought into it. And that's what's really cool, you know. Um, I think what people miss is maybe even when you're thinking about starting, you should watch a lot of videos. And you'll see there are people who are goofy, like Jen goofy, but they're awesome on camera, right? And someone like yourself, where your personality is bigger than you, then you're a perfect person to make a YouTube channel. Wolf, Wolf Blitzer from CNN is a prime example. That dude doesn't move, doesn't blink, doesn't crack a smile. He looks like Gary freaking Gnu. But he's one of the best of the best on TV. He's so straight. Like, you could put an ice cube on his head and it wouldn't melt. It wouldn't roll off to either side. It would last a whole hour. <laughs> Because Wolf is the most, hi, this is Wolf Blitzer. Today we are talking to you from the White House. But you're still riveted to the TV. Because as dry as his delivery is, it's epic. He got Pulitzer's to prove it. (laughs) You know? That's true. That's true. So, like, I think people get caught up sometimes in trying to be Philip Bloom or Brad Watanabe. You just need to be Jay. Jay Burton. So let's talk about YouTube a little bit more in depth. I think we all have a general idea of what it is. Um, but the more that I've played around with it over the past couple of years, the more I realize it's not just um, a place to watch content. It's a place to be a part of a conversation. You know, on YouTube, it's just as much a social media platform as Facebook or as Instagram uh, because it's people behind the camera that are talking to an audience and people that are the audience that are responding to those videos in some way, shape, or form. So it almost seems like it is this huge uh, space to to do what you actually did in the beginning, which is make friends. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, But you're doing it with a video conversation almost uh, and kind of being a part of somebody else's show. And we've never had that opportunity. You can't just walk up to Oprah and be like, hey, what's up, Oprah? Nice video. Let's collab. Yeah, let's collab. <laughs> um, but you can do that on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Yes. You, you can talk to some of these people who are your heroes, the Devin Super Tramps of the world, and ask them questions and they'll respond. So we have this That's dialogue. That's one thing people don't do enough. The new guys don't reach out to the, um, let's say, the venerable people enough and ask them for an opportunity to say, hey, I'm just starting out. 
I'm trying to lose. Can we do a collab video? I just want your top five tips. Mm -hmm. And a lot of those guys are cool. They'll be like, yeah, you know, like some, you look at Casey who actually started on HBO. I don't know where everybody thinks yeah. like he's the YouTube. Casey was on HBO long before. So people look at him like he's some kind of YouTube phenom. Which Casey? Casey which Sorry, Casey Neistat. Okay, I'm just um, checking. When you're Casey, you're just Casey. You know, he's like Cher mm. or LeBron yeah. or Kobe. Like, there's only one Casey, Casey Neistat. The other guy played baseball. It was a fairy tale. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry, I'm being a smartass. Um one thing I wanted to add to Brad's point, though, where people undersell YouTube, it's the second largest search engine in the planet. Mm -hmm. And that goes missed. If you roll up on folks and you ask them point blank, what's the second largest search engine? They'll be like Yahoo, Bing, Lycos, Excite. They'll say everything but YouTube. But it's YouTube. Yep. Right. So knowing that as a business, right, or even as a creator, you need to create keeping that in mind. You know, so so many people are busy trying to figure out how to work SEO. You can do it with video, you know, and the number one thing, number one mistake I see people make. I used to do it until I want to say 2012. 2011, 2012, I had a guy come into my co-working space and he was a top YouTube producer from Germany and he was just in vacation. He found us, you know, on regular Google and he saw my YouTube videos and he goes, oh, I can go there because I can use the co-working space, but also I can talk to this guy about YouTube. Mm -hmm. And so when he came up to me, he says, man, your videos are great, but your number counts are crappy. And I was like, that's a European thing to say. <laughs> and he goes, look, I'm going to fix this for you. Super easy. And I go, how do you do it? He goes, stop being lazy. Flush out your descriptions. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, why? And he said, because how YouTube works is the search engine section. Mm -hmm. Like some people do video roulette, just click, click, click. But most people type something into the bar. And then sometimes the video that pops up at the top isn't the best one. Mm -hmm. It just has the best description. Yes. And I was like, Oh, so it's like, make sure you put in the equipment you use, make sure you put in how to contact you, make sure you put up, you know, ask for the subscribe, ask for the follow up. Many people still post videos. Don't ask for the subscribe. Don't ask for the comments. And he goes, make sure you flush out the description. The description is how people find you. Every since I did that, my videos just skyrocketed. And within about two weeks, I got an email from YouTube. It goes, hey, you want to be a YouTube partner? And I was like, I had never gotten paid, <laughs> you know? And then they sent me that, and they go, you want to be a two partner? And I'm like, cool. And three months later, I started getting checks. So checks for six years now. That's awesome. And as I think as, like, a, a person that's a user of YouTube, I agree with you because, you know, when you search for something like, how to make a video for breakfast. <laughs> it might not be a good video, but like you said, having all those descriptions and, and like you said, I love when I see, you know, this is the type of equipment I use and this is the best mic and blah, blah, blah. Like having all those things have been really helpful. Some of the best videos don't even have dialogue. You know, you just see somebody with a, uh, say camera strapped to the grocery cart and you roll in the store and you push all the way to the back to pick up the eggs. To make it interesting, though, you stop at, like, chocolate and cookies or something. Then you pick it up, you put it in the basket, and then you roll down, 
turn around, take it out, stick it back, and then go back and get the eggs. So I mean, so you can tell the story, you can add humor, and never say a damn thing. But it'll be funny as all kid, right? Yeah. So you get out, you get in the car, you go home, and then you go to, you know, do the eggs. Um, if you want to be funny, you drop one, you look at the ground, then you look at your face, and you look at the ground, you look at the face, and then you just like keep going, you know? Because this is everyday stuff. This is people. This is what we all go through. Then you can have like the egg stuck to the pan, and then you throw it out, and you redo it. Because like I love Sunny Side. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sunny Side's a challenge, yes, and I consider is. myself a good cook. Secret to Sunny Side, by the way, don't put salt and pepper till the very end. If you put salt and pepper while it's cooking, it causes the membrane to break and then it runs. Oh, look at these pro tips. I love it. See what I'm saying? And I learned that. We're at University of YouTube. Nice. <laughs> you know, so there's a way to do the assignment that Brad gave you, but you just have to think about it. Change the question, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> so we're talking about YouTube, and, and I think um, some of our audience is interested in what are what's what's the best way to get started? Like, what, what do we need? I, there's, you know... Th- th- it's it's a gear question or it's an audio question. Like, how do I get started? What what do I need to actually get onto YouTube? Give me give me some practical tips, okay. um, and then also give me like even the IT part of it, which is what do I need to do to set up an account or you know to mm. start actually streaming on YouTube or, or whatever it is. How okay, do we so get this started? This is super easy. It didn't used to be this way, but this is so easy now. If you already have a Gmail account, you already have a YouTube account. You just don't know it. <laughs> Every person that owns a Gmail account has a YouTube account. So all you do is go to YouTube.com while you're logged into your Gmail and say create channel. Pow. That's it. Boom. Like You're already there. Now, as far as gear, the best gear is in your left front pocket, your right front pocket, your back pocket, or your purse. Just grab your iPhone, Android, whatever. That's it. Honestly, start your channel with your phone. And don't be, don't, even as a business, like, don't be afraid. Um, I'm, I engrave things, right, for my business. And when I first started, I knew right away the first thing I was going to do is make a channel. So one of the first things I engraved was Brad was doing an event, and he was like, hey, can you make some business card cases? I brought these back from Japan. And I was like, word. So we put it there. And with my iPhone, I just videotaped myself making cases. And then posted to YouTube. And people watched it. I videotaped myself making a AR-15 lower receiver and some magazines. And then people watched it. And then Brad goes, oh, we should make like a little featurette about laser because it's interesting to him, right? So he comes in and he sees a light. He's like, ooh, it's shiny. And then he's like, let's make a featurette. So this dude rolls in a, a 10K light <laughs> and we shot a featurette of, of, you know, laser engraving and it was great. But, you know, some you can have good gear, you can have bad gear. But storytelling is storytelling, you know, like the original storyteller stood on the stone and mm-hmm. and and was like, Di who yath ye watkins now, my cow bring in said elf. Like that was it. And. We generated history from that. Whole societies around that. The orators in any culture were king until about World War One. Like in any culture, the orator, the scholar, the royalty, like those were the top dogs in it. That's why it makes me so sad that teachers don't get the love they deserve. Preach. Preach. I have a question. Okay, so when do you know when to put something on YouTube or YouTube Live? That's something I always like from a from a company perspective, not so much as a personal, but like 
you know, when there's a company, they're like, okay, we have to have this very curated message. Even if it's not the highest quality or whatever, they have a really great story to tell. But how do you know when to go live and when to be like, okay, we need to pan it out and think about it more? Live is great for behind the scenes. Live is great for the webinar. Live is great for the demonstration, right? Live is great for you have a product that doesn't have walls per se. Okay, and what I mean by that. So if I'm a bank, right, and um, we want to promote scanning a check, right? So I might make a video that, not even trying to be a commercial, just a standard video, white room, desk. Okay, here's a check. Here's me taking a photo of the check. Once you take this photo of the check, it starts the deposit process. We are going to want you to write void in a big black magic marker. And if you do this at your desk all the time, by all means, keep the marker there. Write void on the marker. And, but I want you to hold it for a minimum of 20 days until we know it's all the way clear. Once it's clear, shred it, right? And that's a great, simple video. But then after you post this video, see your text department is still getting hundreds and hundreds of calls on how to do this. All right, now we're going to go live. We're going to show how to balance a checkbook, how to write these checks, how to use your credit cards. We're going to show security tips. We're going to do that stuff live in a seminar-oriented format. And where that comes in handy, like Brad said. So Brad is going to come in and go, hey, every time I take a picture of the check, like my deposits never work. And they'll be like, whoa, Mr. Watanabe, you're taking the pictures crooked. Try to make the camera a little bit more straight. You know, so he asked a live question and got a live answer. So in that format, that's great. You know, so you kind of want to mix it. You know what I mean? No, that's super helpful. I think for, you know, a lot of people that are, not just social media people, but like you said, business people, you know, they, they don't know when, and it's kind of like, do they go live when they have this launch, but then like, oh, some things don't work, and then that doesn't look good, and you know, sometimes people are, you know, so I think like you said, the webinar, the, the how-to is very, very helpful. I would rather see a company post a video with a lot of screw-ups, but I can see that they're genuine, real people. I'll probably go to them. You know what I mean? If everybody was all buttoned up, like suits, Harvey Specter, and, you know, like, kind of stiff or whatever, I'm not going to use that bank. I'm going to use the bank that has dorks like me. So if I see that they're just normal folk, I probably want to work with them more. That's yeah. just me, but, you know. Not my brain surgeon, though. <laughs> brain surgeon's got to be on yo, point. Do, do better be like, hi, I am Dr. Kawasaki. Today we're going to talk about neurosynapse conditions. That dude, that's yo, that's different. Yes, for yeah. sure. For so sure. let's talk about that for a sec. Are there things that you wouldn't want people to learn on YouTube? Hell no. So could could you actually have somebody learning brain surgery via YouTube? Absolutely. And would you trust that surgeon? Absolutely. I trust that surgeon more than somebody who just read a book. Book visuals are static and flat. They got some uh, books that are ebooks that have 3D, but still they're flat. If, say, you know, the cadaver, they use a sheep brain, right? So say he's trying to show how to uh, uh, sever a fissure so you can get internals into the brain, into the, you know, cerebrum. From a book that doesn't do anything, but being able to look at it on YouTube and watch him, and there's surgical videos on YouTube all day, by the way. Um, he can put in the thing and he can draw down the fissure. He's explaining. 
uh, pressure, I'm using a two pressure because pressure is one to ten, right? Ten is all the way through the sub. Well, I'm showing off my medical skills. So you got Doc, I just made that crap up. No, I actually went to med school. Uh, you, you know, he put it in and he'd draw back and he's showing the amount of, that you would use. He'll say, when you pass this region, this uh, particular vessel is a bleeder. Be prepared to cauterize it right away. The book will tell you and say, check, you know, figure C, whatever, but that's not the same as watching somebody do it. Like Dr. Pimple Popper. Yeah, oh, I love that, that lady. That lady, man. I love that lady. Well, see, you're like too grossed out by that. But like, I'm not grossed out by anything behind a glass. It's glass, people. It's not in your face. Maybe staring at it for real, that might bother me because it has a stench to it, but it's like right behind the glass. And, I mean, and speaking of the glass, I think that that's just like a barrier that we, we all have to come, uh, come to grips with. Like there is this glass wall that we have to break through to start with any kind of content uh, and i think we give ourselves permission on some platforms and not on others for whatever yeah. reason youtube is a space where we're kind of afraid to be real and personal whereas on instagram stories we're like taking selfies all day about anything we want to <laughs> we're so much more free there than we even are on our instagram posts right? yes brad yes i confess that's me <laughs> i think that's everyone okay so here's here's what i tell you to do Let's just say you're absolutely camera shy. First of all, I call BS because there's no such animal. But let's just say you want to call yourself that. Take your story, your process, your tutorial, whatever you got. Make a keynote. Spit out all the JPEGs into a movie format. Actually, keynote will let you press record and play it as a movie. Or you can play the keynote and press screen record on your computer and record it as a movie and go through your whole process, save that movie file, and post it. You still did the same thing without your face being on it. Your face doesn't necessarily have to be on it. It's better if it is, but let's just say you're a total dweeb and you know you can't bring yourself to get past the shakiness. Just do it as a, as a keynote. I have tons of videos on YouTube where my face is not there because I'm doing software training. So I'm just screen recording hmm. or playing a video game. So I have a question about the organization of YouTube. Because I feel like YouTube is a very special platform. You know, you've got people that have separate channels and then you've got people with playlists and you've got people with, you know, the list where you compile like my favorite videos from other people and that whole thing. So from a branding standpoint, whether you're a, a personality or a company, um, how do you best organize your video content? Is it better to have like different channels? Like say if I sell juice to be like here are different juice channels or be like okay this is one channel for my juice company and in the playlist these are different types of juices green juices fruit juices whatever that whole thing i used to have multiple channels and it just got nerve-wracking to keep control of it so i stuff everything in one channel but on the top of my channel it says i profess i am a jackass of all trades you will see travel videos. You will see reviews. You will see high how tos. You will see me randomly griping about <laughs> about you know stupid people. Like I just tell people that off the bat because I got sick of trying to curate multiple multiple channels. It just drove me batty. Do you think it dilutes a brand, like whether it be personality or like like for example, um, you know I'm very into like yoga minimalism and food and all these other things like kind of very similar to you um but then like does that dilute you as a brand or is it does it strengthen you as you know 
by having diversity in your channel, I guess. All right. So I'm going to get in a lot of trouble with folks out there and I'll have arguments. Or a healthy I, conversation. I am sick of the concept of me as a brand. I get it. I understand it. I'm not a curmudgeon in that sense. But when we started this concept of I'm going to do my personal brand, what we really ask people to do is show me the polished self. I don't want to see your polished self. Your polished self is fake. Your loud, obnoxious Chinese girl, Jen, that I hang out with, <laughs> that's my Jen. You know, that's the Jen I know and love. That's the Jen I want to see. Polished Jen, who's this trick on TV talking smack? You're like, I, I don't care. Like, that's just me. And the reason why? Because so many people are so fake online. So many people are so fake in real life now. I grew up in a different time frame. So I'm kind of over the concept of personal brand. I have this conversation with Brad once every three months between Bree Rad Studios and Brad Watanabe. And finally, against all of my kicking and screaming, I swear we started this conversation in like 2012. He finally changed it to Brad Watanabe. By knowing Brad, you know B-Rad Studio exists. By knowing Brad, you know High Shoots exist. You know Brad the husband, the Christian, the skateboarder. You know all these other things exist. So just show me Brad. Your other stuff, it's, it's so hard not to swear to you guys. Cause <laughs> <laughs> I did it like eight times already. See, that's me. Like, you guys know me. I'm potty mouth. So right now, I am being fake AF because I am not being potty mouth. Um, but Brad is my hero. B-Rad Studio is something Brad does. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I don't care about B-Rad Studios. I care about Brad Watanabe. B-Rad Studio has me a check once in a while to help him out on the project. That's cool. For that, I love him because it comes in handy when I need to buy some whiskey or travel. But my friend is Brad. B-Rad Studio is an entity. B-Rad Studio can change because Casey might come in and say, hey, I want to start buying up all of the high-end single guy video guys in all the towns, and it's going to be under Nystat Incorporated, and he has to eat B-Rad Studios and what? They just, Casey just went through it. Yeah, they I bought yep. Beam, right? Yeah, and if it wasn't for the fact that you love Casey, mm -hmm. him selling Beam and then getting taken out of Beam could have been the end of him. But nobody gives a f about Beam. People love Casey. Yep. So that's why that was legit. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So BJ Boogie first, and then your Yogini and all that other crap you get into. You're still J Boogie. You're still obnoxious Chinese girl that we love. You know. That's that's my that's my sign of it. That's really that's really helpful because I think that uh, you know there there's different views. I agree. You know, some people are like all about the brand and you know myself brand self that. But I also feel like people are very complex, and so I think that you know, like you said, you know, I know you, Doc Rock, as the podcaster, the tech guy, but I also know you as Doc Rock as the guy that's a DJ, and I'll see your you know story at 3 a.m. and I'm like, oh, I'm waking up for my morning run. It's so great that you're coming home now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the back of the Uber, not this condo, the other one. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I'm going to go run by. Bye. <laughs> I always think that I'm going to see you popping out of your house when I'm climbing out of an Uber with a slight tilt. <laughs> 
Jack, good luck at the gym. <laughs> you know, so one thing I think you hit on a very key subject. People are complex, you know? And so when I see somebody who's like the fitness queen and she's on and she's showing her workout, she's showing her healthy diet, she got her and her kids and a happy family, but then she disappears for a couple of weeks. I'm starting to wonder what happened to her. But she had a you know something going in the family. And I would rather them come out and say, you know, sorry, gang, I got to pull back for a little bit. You know, I got something going on, but, you know, send me your positive messages and I'll be back. Mm -hmm. Give us an opportunity to give back. Give us an opportunity to send you, hey, heads up, you know, stay in there, you know, thoughts and prayers, whatever you're into, you know. Um, give us an opportunity to give that back to you. That's much more close to me. Um, some people call it oversharing, but it's kind of genuine, you know, Um and I kind of like I kind of like that, and I can understand for companies that might be a little hard, but I love it when companies come out and say, "Hey, we made a mistake." You know, right now I bank exclusively with CPB, and when I opened up my accounts, they had just gone through some crazy turmoil, and I said, "Cool, I'm going to take all of my money out of American Savings and Bank of Hawaii and move it to CPB." And my friend was like, why would you do that? They just almost went bankrupt, whatever, because they won't make that mistake again. Mm -hmm. You only zip your man parts in the zipper once. You never do it twice. I don't know why I'm explaining that to Jen, because she, <laughs> she, she don't have any. But, yeah, I mean, there's certain things, like you touch a hot stove like, like a dummy when you're a kid, you don't do that again. You learn. You know, it's just things you learn. Absolutely, absolutely. Right? No, and I, and I agree with you. You know, I think having that transparency nowadays is more important than ever. You know, it's it's really about, you know, even if you're saying, hey, we'll be right back or, hey, I messed up. I think I agree. Being human, admitting something's going on. I mean, you don't have to go into detail because I think like when you talk about oversharing, yes, that's some people overshare. But then there's also, you know, the way to go about it is like I'm just being transparent and letting you know where I'm at so that we are all on the same page. So if like someone that posts all the time doesn't post anymore, or even like, you know, somebody like, you know, on your social, like, where'd you go? You know, Brad's on a shoot or, you know, Jen's out doing yoga class, whatever it may be. It's, it's a lot, it's a lot clearer. Here's something that people are going to find a little crazy. I can, and not, not to get political or anything real quick, but just to give you an example, because it's a nice extreme example that makes it easy to understand. I could tolerate David Duke because I know what he's about. I can't tolerate the person that doesn't tell you and they're secretly doing shady stuff mm. to try to squash other people. Mm. Like the blatant a-hole, cool, you're out. I know you're an a-hole. I can choose not to be around you. But the like, oh, everything is cautious, and behind your back they're trying to squash, I can't stand that. So if you want to be an a-hole, be an a-hole. It's cool. Some people, Alex Jones exists for a reason. This is true. This is Speaking true. of a-hole, hi, Brad. Hey. Oh, oh, oh. I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> We, we've talked about a lot of stuff today. We've talked about content. We've talked about personal brands even. We've, we've gotten to a lot of stuff. But just kind of wrapping it up. So three three key takeaways for everybody. Um, you mentioned descriptions are super important in your YouTube videos. Descriptions and titles. Descriptions, titles. So getting getting that SEO into embedded into your videos, content. Um, we talked about the content itself is is key right having having good healthy inf information that that people want to watch want to enter, engage with 
uh, we talked about how this is a very personal thing that people are on the other on the other side watching these videos so it's important to interact with uh with your your audience but also as an audience audience member interacting with the channel and i think the most important thing that that i i get from doc every day is just start yeah just right. do it rip the band-aid actually i learned that from eric nakagawa uh eric said ship it it's better to be shipped than sitting on your desk and he goes, even if it's total rubbish, he goes, I've shipped many of stuff. And we only know him for his famous stuff that he's made, you know, really cool products and stuff. But he's like, I've shipped tons of rubbish just to get the experience. And nine times out of ten, no one's even going to see it anyway. You know, when you bought, when you bust a home run, then everybody sees it. Okay, now you got to be a little bit more cautious. But in the beginning, just produce. It's almost better to produce every day as you build up your following then the produce when you think it's perfect. Be consistent. That's another one. This is my problem because I'm so busy, but I want people to expect a video from me on Mondays and Fridays and get used to it. Two things. When I when you get a comment or an email, answer them. Yes. It's super, super important that you answer back. Um, I hate my birthday because I literally answer every Hey, happy birthday. I thank every person. It's irky. <laughs> I got to thank like 2,000 people, but you got to do it. I learned that from Gary Vee. Gary Vee was like, you got to answer everyone. And um, the other thing is, be if you can, be consistent, be consistent. Like, if you're going to get it out every Friday, get it every Friday. And it might take you a while to get to that, but then people know when you're coming. And that just really, really, really adds to your brand. Well, I have one final thing that I definitely have gotten out of this, and maybe this is the yogi in me, but I definitely think the genuineness about mm -hmm. being genuine, keeping sure. it real, I think that's a really big takeaway because I think from a marketing perspective, I put my business hat on and I'm like, okay, Jen, you have to make sure you look a certain way, you talk a certain way, but hearing you and you know, you've know, you done this for so long and you have so much expertise in it, I, I agree with you that you know people are going to be more drawn to someone that's more human than a, a robot that's like perfectly polished and you know seeing like okay maybe it wasn't planned that the egg was dropped you know doc maybe some people just drop eggs because they're trying to hold too many things in their hands <laughs> to be continued was, was that a hot subject <laughs> <laughs> so but i think i think that was a lot of good stuff absolutely for, for an also and then you know like if people generate questions or you need something more specific um feel free to you know send me an email um i'm on podbean at solid.fm that's my podcast and you can reach me there because a lot of times my podcast is about not really coaching it's my own therapy but i definitely self-therapize i'm sorry that's not a real word I is self, now i self-treat um by talking out loud to the microphone you know like what kind of crazy things are going in my head like what i'm freaking out over like i i often talk about like i hate labels i hate words like stress i think stress is a bs word you know so i talk about it and i explain what you're feeling and like how that's not stress and hopefully try to help people work through stuff when i'm working through it to myself that's really what my podcast is about but you know if you want to learn how to do some youtube stuff i'm down um you can come to Studio B, as Brad just named it. I don't know if he was trying to brand it as a B-Rad studio. <laughs> Always. 
Well, yeah, you can come, you know, you can come down and, you know, talk to me. We'll schedule it. You can come hang out and I'll show you. Like, I love YouTube. I think one last thing, Brad, that I want to be important because this is Hawaii shoots. Where Hawaii people are really, really bad at is collabing together. Right? Like, there's so great content creators. Like, I look at cats like Drew Takuda, who's hilarious. And then um, Winpash. You know, they started collabing, and they, what they put together is even more funny. Like, uh, there's an 808 comedy troupe. I forget the name of them now, right now. Um, but they're, maybe it's Viral 808 or something. They're hilarious. Like, the local YouTubers, like, this is kind of weird, but I go out of my way to find Hawaii YouTubers and watch their stuff, even if it's horrible, because I feel like i got to support my team. Mm. Yeah, I do the same thing, for sure. Cool. But I think that about wraps it up for our podcast today. Thank you so much, Doc, for sharing your experience, your wisdom, and even some of your medical expertise with us on this Hawaii Shoots <laughs> podcast. Um, as always, you can find us online at Hawaii Shoots on social media, uh, at, under, no, at Hawaii underscore shoots on IG, at Hawaii Shoots, kind of everywhere else, Twitter, Facebook. And um, you can find me at Brad Watanabe on the socials. You can find me, J. Lu, on the Twitter, and then Jen Lu on most other things. I love when you say the Twitter like you're 90. <laughs> <laughs> but that's going to wrap us up for this episode. Make sure you follow us, like us, and share this podcast with your homies. And be sure to check out Doc Rock's podcast, Solid.fm, on Podbean as well. And we will catch you on the next episode. Until then, aloha. Aloha. aloha.